0: You are listening to Rouge White and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: Hi, and welcome to the... Blue's White and Blue CFL podcast, the Aloha Joe Pritchard. Welcome back from Hawaii edition. I'm Oz Davis. I'll be your host. And joining me from his magnificent return from Hawaii is Joe Pritchard. Joe, how was it? Go ahead. Tell me.
2: It was (laughs) warm.
1: That's all you're going to give me? Go ahead. Tell me. It's the most beautiful place you've ever been. It's paradise. Go ahead. Everybody tells me.
2: I mean, it was nice. It was warm, which wasn't the case back home, but I prefer my vacations north and in the fall and, well, south and in the spring. That was fine, too, but I'm not going to tell you it's the best place on Earth because uh, I prefer other places.
1: Wow. Wow. So you'd really take a trip to Canada over a trip to Hawaii, huh?
2: yeah wow haven't i proven that over and over and over again
1: well i love canada too and i've had many trips to canada but i've never been to hawaii so right now i would definitely go hawaii um, considering what people tell me about it in any case It,
2: it, it was good it was very nice there was nice beaches there was nice sunshine when home didn't necessarily have sunshine and Mm. may have actually had snow that weekend Mm. but besides that there there was a Mm. lack of uh, lack of things that's usually a draw a tractor so i just kind of kicked back and relaxed and enjoyed the ride
1: yeah yeah i bet i bet all right well um you took a great time to take a vacation because not that much has been happening in canadian football i guess until last week um so the ruse right and blue has been on what a one month hiatus or whatever we haven't done anything for like a month
2: yeah but there's something about me being in hawaii yeah when our our usual recording week happened and then like the week before and after just didn't really work out and nothing much was going on so yeah yeah, it, it it was a month yeah but we're back We're back now,
1: and a couple of things have happened this week. First up, of course, the big news is the draft. Uh, Now, Joe and I are the first to admit that we're hardly experts in Canadian college football, much less U.S. college football. Uh, You know, I do know a few things about some of these guys coming from, you know, the U.S., but not so much that I'm going to lay out my expert opinion. Um, I noted this year, of course, the top, how many, what, one, two? I think three of the top four picks were offensive linemen. This is very typical of CFL drafts. Um, I've just been kind of doing my homework after the fact on CFL.ca and on the ever-popular YouTube on some of these guys. A fair amount of wide receivers taken in this draft, including the guy who – is purported to be possibly the steal of this draft by CFL.ca, the official website of the league, and was pulled off by, guess who, the Calgary Stampeders. Shocking. Yeah. Who, looking at their roster, really could use another wide receiver. So, Herge Malaya, the interesting story of coming to Montreal from the Congo I suppose because uh, he and his family spoke good French uh, at the age of seven, uh, went to school at UConn uh, last season, you know, had sort of a so-so year only, only had about four catches a game, but of course he was playing on a team that went one and nine. So, you know, UConn is not exactly a football power. So it'd be interesting to see what Mr. Malaya does, I mean, he went into the draft as the number five overall prospect and ended up going eighth in that draft. I also want to give a, a, a shout out to my new favorite player in the CFL for 2019, and that's definitely going to be Braden Dickey uh, out of the University of New Mexico. Woohoo! Uh, play tight end for the University of New Mexico. Last season, transferred from the University of Washington Huskies. Uh, he's being billed as a wide receiver here. And uh, the University of New Mexico is, is is run, 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 first, second, and third team. So obviously last season, he didn't do much actually catching the ball. However, he did have an outstanding season as a tight end. So it would be interesting to see what they do with him in Saskatchewan, where he'll be playing next season. But I just want to wish best of luck to Braden Dickey. Uh, they actually have him listed as Brayden Linnaeus on the draft chart and probably on the Saskatchewan website. But uh, he had a – interestingly enough, he changed his name about a year and a half ago legally so to uh, to his father's uh, family name. So that's actually Brayden Dickey for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, I don't know. Did you get any insight on how Winnipeg did? I see in the first round they picked up Drew Drew Desjardins, uh, offensive lineman. Uh, they went defensive, I believe, really early on, too. Um, any thoughts?
2: Well, like you, I'm not all that well-versed in this, but it seemed like they took one guy that was in uh the offensive lineman and i apologize for butchering his name but uh drew desjardins is my thought it was
1: oh desjardins okay i thought it was desjardins okay desjardins okay right yeah
2: that's my best that's my best shot at that um offensive linemen in the canadian draft are always uh it seemed to be a top priority because so many spots on the um in the ratio game are taken up by offensive linemen. So putting a guy in that spot's not a surprise. Uh, But then it seemed like they went for the home run with the next pick, which is something they've been doing with the two first round picks they've had the last couple drafts Mm -hmm. with Jonathan Kongbo. And from the descriptions I'm getting from him, it sounds like he's going to be either a very, very dominant player or a player that could potentially just, disappear all all together wow. <laughs> so it, it's definitely a home run swing but you can okay. do that when you've made a pick before that uh to solidify a roster spot that you know is going to a canadian so you could you could swing for the fences if you already got one um in hand so that's my understanding of their strategy there and the only other thing i really took from the draft that really stuck out to me was how much the number one overall pick Shane Richards was pretty much universally panned as the as mm-hmm. not worth the pick mm-hmm. so it seems like these first overall picks uh, with Saskatchewan taking uh, St. John a few years ago too out of yeah. the same state but not the same school are Also, seem to be boomer bust picks, which is a little surprising when you're drafting that high. Of course, Hamilton's pick last year of Chapman hasn't even signed and may never do so. So, at least they have Richards in hand. So, they could say they did better than the Tiger Cats last year.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why the excoriation about um, Richards. I mean, you know, according to the official. CFL scouting ratings, I mean, he went in the draft as number two prospect and the top offensive lineman prospect. I mean, I guess Matthew Betts is being touted as a sure thing. You know, so I I don't know. Maybe that's the, the defensive lineman out of Laval. but So maybe that's the complaint, but I don't know. I mean, you know, usually with that number one pick in the CFL, you go for an offensive lineman. So they figured they were getting the best, you know, Player available. I, I don't know. Maybe they were supposed to go for Desjardins. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, not sure what that negative press is about, but we'll find out fairly soon. Is it June yet? No, oh, it will be next month. Uh, yes, yes, it will. So. Wow, that crept up quick. (laughs) All right. Uh, Funny things happen when you take a month off of podcasting. All right. That, it does. (laughs) Actually, I did not take a month off podcasting. I took a month off CFL
2: podcasting. I just want to get that out there.
1: Right. Okay. So. Oh, so
2: you're making me the lazy one then. No, no, no,
1: no, (laughs) no, 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 no. Um, I'm sure you did a lot more homework for this podcast than I did. Uh, few. Uh, Also this week, a few players announced their retirements, uh, including uh, Cody Husband and Adam Berger, but overshadowing uh, fine players like these, of course, was CFL legendary quarterback Ricky Ray. Uh, Ricky Ray retires, uh, being a top five in many stats, including passing yards, passing touchdowns, and Grey Cup championships. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And he goes down as number one overall in lifetime completion percentage at an insane 68.2%. Lifetime! That's, wow, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Uh, the four Grey Cup championships that Mr. Ray can claim came in. Nicely spread here, 2003, 2005, 2012, and, of course, most recently in that insane 2017 snowstorm game in Ottawa. Joe, I've got uh, Mr. Reyes' top five all-time CFL quarterbacks, at least in the modern era. You? You?
2: top 10 at the very very least i haven't really drawn up a list as far as that goes but top five seems reasonable but if not it's definitely top 10
1: okay so here's here's what i've got let's call this you know since warren moon so i've got uh flutie moon calvio and burris along with ricky rick
2: Right, and then you st- and then you got players like Dunnigan and Allen sure. that have claims to that some of those spots up there sure, too. So sure. okay. really hard to say which one fits in which slot, mm-hmm. but that's just those two coming off the top of my head. That's a heck of a top seven, and I'm sure yeah. we're forgetting it too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I just wanted to go with <laughs> the most recent guys that I remembered,
2: <laughs> just right.
1: because I knew can- I was going to leave off. You know, and sure enough, Dunnegan, Yeah,
2: of course, obviously. Right uh, and then so. Dieter Brock still had some career left sure. around when well he was contemporary to Moon too so you got a lot of players that we're not even scratching the surface on sure. so but
1: in any case I, you I know say,
2: I, I would say the, he is making us have the discussion though. right so that's def, that's definitely an achievement in and of itself
1: right and I should say I hate this I hate this sort of rush to put people in the top 10 but upon the cause of a retirement I'll make an exception, Uh, especially since, I mean, geez, what was it? 19 seasons? Uh, Can't really count last season. So let's say 18 seasons, 18 seasons. And again, like I say, he spread those gray cups out over 14 years. I mean, that's Brady-esque.
2: Yeah, he played for a long time and he played well for a long
1: time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, you can't, disparage a run like Warren Moon's. But it's almost more impressive when, you know, you're not that dominant force for just that short stretch of time, but you spread out those, those great cups over time, you know, you spread out those championships, especially in 2017 when, you know, he took that unheralded Argonauts team through the playoffs with that, you know, uh, veteran skill that we always talk about with those leadership qualities that we always talk about in a quarterback so i mean certainly in the modern era one of the greats one of the greats um, kudos to ricky ray now what's the what's the turnaround time do you happen to know for the hall
2: of fame i mean in the cfl I- is it don't off. Head. Let me see if I can find that out.
1: Yeah. Uh, in Most uh, American leagues, of course, it's five or seven. I think it's shorter. Ray Burch mm-hmm. I think. Um, what, did you just say Ray Burch uh, sorry. Are, we talk, are we talking baseball? <laughs> 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 it's not that late. I should not be. Kidding.
2: The voting process, but nothing is. No, nope, not finding it. Wow. Okay, no sweat. I'll pull. I'll pull a Harry Doyle and say, Ah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, right. Let's go on. We have a guest joining us today, uh, Mr. Lee Barrett, who's the CEO of CanadaFootballChat.com, and he'll be telling us about Canada's first nationally televised prospect game right after this. Mr. Lee Barrett. Lee is the CEO of CanadaFootballChat.com, which is billed as Canada's number one high school and recruiting media and events company. Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, not bad, not bad. Uh, I guess you reached out to us to get on to the rouge, right and blue we thank you very much for that by the way but i guess you're here to talk to us today about the canada football chat.com prospect game so i'm just going to give you the floor and let you uh promote that
0: sure absolutely i, I appreciate you having having a on to spread the word about the uh the canada football chat.com prospect game so Basically, what it is, it's it's, uh, it's the first ever nationally televised prospect game for for high school age players in, in Canadian football. So there's never been this done before. There are some comparables in the United States, like the uh, Under Armour or the U.S. Army mm-hmm. Bowl, but this is the first time it's ever been done in in Canada. So uh, we're we're pretty excited about that, and obviously being on TSN, who are the you know, there's a the football network, the Canadian Football League, NFL, NCAA. So it was just a natural fit from that standpoint. So basically what it is, is uh, uh, we'll be competing uh, June 1st, PD Play Stadium in uh, in Ottawa. Uh, and the game will be broadcast on on June 2nd, that's noon. And then there'll be some other uh, repeats after that, similar to how the Biosteel basketball game works. And... Mm-hmm. For the, the players involved in the game, we're really happy with how the rosters have uh, uh, developed. And, and actually, we've got some some Hall of Famers as the head coach. We've got Team Dunnigan, as in Matt Dunnigan, and we've got Team Burris, as in Henry Burris, as Ooh. the two head coaches. Nice. And the the 73 players on uh, are some of the top grade 11s, and there's a few grade 10s in there from across the country. So the criteria to play in the game was, uh, you were born in 2002 or 2003, which is basically grade 10s and 11s. And you're on track to qualify as a national in the CFL, basically means you're Canadian. So from that criteria, we had a, a tryout process. We, we had some open showcases in, in late January, early February across the country uh, at some different locations. And then after that, we had an invite-only tryout, which happened in, in five cities from from Vancouver to Montreal and and uh, we went to Calgary, Winnipeg and, and Toronto as well. And, and from those tryouts which happened in mid-March, we we uh, selected the rosters and, and put the invites out and then a the lot, you know, kind of the last few weeks just confirming all our, uh, you know, logistics with the players showing up in Ottawa. So the players will show up in Ottawa on the Wednesday before the game, they get a couple of days of training in and uh, get familiar with the systems, work with some coaches mostly mostly U sport coaches uh, will be the coaching staff that would support uh, coach Dunnigan and coach Burris. And, and uh, yeah, then we play That's the cool. game on uh, if you're in Ottawa on June 1st, uh, kickoff at one o'clock. And if you buy a ticket to our game, you can also get into the evening red black
1: Tighthead exhibition game. So it's a Ooh. great day of football in Ottawa. Ooh, That, 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 that does make it a nice deal. Joe, are you going to go up there for that?
2: <laughs> uh I guess plans already this year, but that sounds a two for one sounds like a good plan.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to touch on this real quick, uh Lee. You mentioned that this is the first nationally televised game and that it's on TSN. Well, of course the Rouge, White, and Blue mm-hmm. is a US based podcast. Do you know is this gonna mm-hmm. be on ESPN three or are there any streaming options for Americans to watch the game? Yeah, I
0: think uh that's something we're definitely looking at uh, in the future and I'm glad you brought that up. So obviously with ESPN, um, you know, as a stake in TSN, I believe about a 30% ownership stake. So it is something, you know, we're looking at probably for year two, uh, year one, a little, just trying to get uh, it off the ground here in year one was, uh, you know, uh, lots of, uh, lots of things to do. So, we're, we're definitely looking to get it in on um, ESPN three or two or, or whatever in, in the near future, but there, unfortunately, no plans for this year. I, I will find out. Uh, I'm glad you asked because I haven't asked the questions uh, uh, whether there's some streaming options for our, for our American uh, American friends.
1: But that I'll would have
0: to ask and get back to you
1: guys. Yeah, that would be swell. Please do, and and, and we can you know. Get the word out there on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would be a swell option because I know you can't really um, you can't really get anything from the TSN official website, you know, except for like highlights no. and highlights and what. Yeah. you know, so exactly. so can't really stream or anything from that. Uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you this uh, because in the mm-hmm. promotional material, you talked a bit about the makeup of the teams, um, talking yeah. about how there's 72 players, but I guess you just mentioned the 73. So just mm-hmm. added mm-hmm. A, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, just one of the rosters, I think, it was just positionally. There was just uh, – I think just uh, might have been a fullback type, so we just wanted to ah. make sure we had enough uh, running back. So it was, it was just an oddity in one of the rosters just to kind of make sure we got all the best kids. So yeah. we weren't we weren't exactly married to having 36 or, <laughs> or 37 <laughs> We just wanted to make sure we got the best kids there. So it just happened to work out that way.
1: I I hear you, and uh, so you put this in the material, and then um, you you put this scintillating bit, Lee, and I'm wondering if we can get, I don't know, an exclusive or something <laughs> on this, I'm wondering if we can get more information, but you put down, uh, currently two participants have NCAA offers, by game time more players will have offers, and even more scintillatingly, you write, two players have CFL bloodlines, are you willing to reveal the names of any of these players?
0: Yeah, absolutely uh Great. from an NCA offer standpoint, uh, Aaron Armitage. Okay. Uh that's the name you want to remember. Actually, as of just uh you know, about 5 or 6 hours ago from taping this uh podcast, uh he got an offer from Ohio State. So, wow. he's been offered wow. Wow. Michigan, LSU, Penn State. So, he's he's probably the the number one prospect in this game. Okay. Uh uh the second player who um uh, uh, has an offer also as is, uh, is one of the players with CFL bloodlines is uh, uh, life Magnuson and uh, okay. he's uh, father was Quinn. If you remember that name. Mm-hmm. From, uh, yes. Uh, we have uh, actually had Quinn. State. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah. So uh, life just had a, uh, an offer from Idaho state. He's a heck of a long snapper. I mean, he's like a, uh, an NFL style, uh, you know, long snapper. So nice. He's, He's going to get more offers as as time goes on, and then the other uh, Canadian Football League uh, uh, lineage, uh, other than life is uh, uh, Albert Reese the fourth, and obviously his father is Albert Reese the mm. uh, third, played for the Eskimos in kind of the early 2000s as a as a defensive lineman, I believe.
1: Okay.
0: And then um, some of the other uh, uh, other um, CFL lineage there is uh, Zach Lytle. And okay. his father played for the um, the Blue Bombers, and that's where Zach's from. His uh, father, Dean, uh, also played, I believe, at Notre Dame. Um, wow. And uh, so that's uh, that's one of the other ones. And um, wow. did I miss anyone else? Oh, there's one other one, uh, Dante Bowen. Okay. Who's this one's even more tantalizing? I mean, he's he's a son of a former C.F.L. But he's a grandson of Chuck Ely. Um, and the the son of Orlando Bowen, so it's quite the CFL lineage there. So there's there's actually four kids with uh, wow. the CFL lineage, and yeah. and, uh, uh, and there's uh, two with current offers, and then like I said, there's I would say eighty percent of these kids are CFL prospects. It's it's quite a roster um, yeah. for, and that's where we're pretty proud of that for for year one.
1: So you're gonna draw, uh, you're gonna draw uh, scouts there and stuff, right? You're gonna be drawing NCAA scouts and Canadian college scouts.
0: For sure, yeah. Excellent. Canadian scouts will be there, and they'll definitely be NCAA. All you know, depends on if they have some days left on their recruiting period. NCAA is a little bit more structured and strict on what you can do, where you can go, etc. So. Mm Uh, I think there'll be, uh, you know, there'll be some NCA teams, and maybe
1: more in year two as, as again, the word gets out. I noticed too in in the press material that um, you're describing CanadaFootballChat.com as a high school football recruiting media and events company focusing on player advocacy. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. what did you mean by that? How how do you serve as a player advocate?
0: Yeah, so what we've done right from the get-go since our inception in, uh, in early 2010 is we've been, you know, uh, uh, just a marketing vehicle for players, and, and players can post their highlight videos for free on our site.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: You know, there's there's scouts on our site uh, all the time. We. And we want to, you know, we do as much as we can as far as individual profiles that were right on players and, and, uh, and then also the rankings. And the rankings that we do, we do a top, uh, what we call the CFC 100 and the CFC 150, which are the top high school players. We've got a class of 2020 and a class of 2021. And then we also do a, what we call the CFC 60, which are the top uh, CGIP for JUCO uh players because they're a little bit older so we we flushed them out in a different ranking so if you get ranked in any of our rankings within days you'll have multiple scouts contact you mm-hmm. it's it's something that definitely puts uh you know helps the players uh not only get noticed uh, north of the border but if they're near the top of the list they'll get noticed south of the border as mm-hmm. we have a bunch of NCA teams that subscribe to our our site and service so um you know, so the advocacy that we do on behalf of the players is is getting their name out there in a, in a few
1: different formats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to ask too, if if you're saying to be a, a, an advocate for the players, how is Canada Football Chat, and how are your um, events on safety issues?
0: Yeah, we um, we definitely, you know, we use all the uh, the the leading information as far as uh, the parachute group in, in Canada as mm-hmm. far as uh, you know de- different safety measures that they recommend um, mm-hmm. as far as you know our we have different showcases and combines which would be for the most part um, uh, you know they wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any equipment uh, used in those but mm-hmm. we would uh, uh, you know have some one on ones you know uh, and and some combines that type stuff as far as the tournaments that we run uh so we use modified rules that we think they're really successful we don't uh we don't do any special teams uh we mm-hmm. don't um so it's just offense and defense and we've we've kind of we've got the rules such that uh, it flows like a game uh mm-hmm. we're on you know on the fourth down If they're over half they got to go for it if they're on their own half they can decide to turn the ball over 30 yards mm-hmm. up or go for it so it's really close as a game and by taking the the special teams out especially when you're minimal practices and stuff like that we felt uh it, it's really helped uh, from that standpoint
1: yeah that's yeah that is the the more dangerous aspect of the game that that can be controlled i i kind of like your rule changes <laughs> that's uh mm-hmm. some of those might be uh, applicable oh, that's pretty interesting uh-huh.
0: Yeah, we we're, we're, we we would love if people use this us as a peach petri peach, dish for the rule changes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff that we've tried over the years in our tournaments should be changed. I think uh, the, the game um, as society evolves, the game needs to evolve. And even becoming shorter and, and stuff like that as far as instead of three hours, maybe a two-hour game. <laughs> yeah. and little things you can do like minimize uh, special teams and stuff. It's, again, it still flows like a game. We still have scores that resemble a game. So I think it's stuff that people should look at more more closely.
1: Now you say that Canada football chat.com started in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. What was, I mean, were you there in 2010? And if so, like, what was the goal? What was the mission statement then? Because surely you didn't dream of hosting games back then.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm a co-founder and, and, and CEO. I definitely, uh, the internet was a different place back in 2010. <laughs> oh yes, so, you know I'm it's sure you true. can relate. But, oh yeah. You know, as far as uh, you know, a lot of things we've done, uh, did we expect to do them in 2010? I don't think so. I think a lot of it's just been the ev- the natural evolution of our company and, and what we've what we've uh, become. Whether you know, we started our events in 2013. We started ranking players in 2013. We started our online. Uh, membership the CSC insider in 2013 so I think it took a, a couple of years to find our way and then we've mm-hmm. uh, eventually uh, evolved and, and, and done those things so it's yeah it hasn't been a straight line nor would we have imagined uh, we would be here right now producing a game on TSN in 2010 that's for sure mm-hmm.
2: so assuming all goes well on June 1st and game and next year there's another game are you looking to move this game all over Canada, or do you think you found a home in Ottawa?
0: That's a good question. Um, You know, obviously the Grey Cup moves around, the Banyan Cup moves around, Uh, but, you know, the things that they have that we don't have is, you know, home teams and franchises. So (laughs) as far as, You know, Ottawa seems to be a a good location, Uh, you know, uh, over half the kids. It's within driving distance uh, with Ontario, Quebec kids. It's a, you know, it's an international airport. People have to come in that way. So, and and the OSEG, the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, have been a great partner and and, uh, a good group to work with uh, because some some of the bigger... Uh, stadiums are city-owned, some of them are team-owned, and it tends, when they're team-owned, you just, you know, they kind of understand your needs a little bit more. So sometimes it's nice to work with a group like that, and, and I've got nothing but good things to say about OSEG. So from, a, um, um, you know, whether we're going to rotate it around or not, you know, those are things we really haven't thought much about. Quite frankly, we're just attempting to get this and, and put as good quality of product on in year one. However, uh, you know, uh, I think again, Ottawa's been a great host uh, already, and the OSEG group especially. So, um, you know, I, I could see it being there for for multiple years, but we would be open to to rotating it. You know, obviously, there's there's got to be good reasons. So, but uh, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes.
1: Ah, uh, Lee, you don't have to worry about the 2020 game until at least like June two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna enjoy it for twenty four hours, and yeah. Exactly, two, two, exactly. Three,
1: we'll there you go. See, yeah. there you go. That's. Don't worry about it now, man. Don't let Joe push you around. You know, you you, you got some time to think about it. <laughs> um, but obviously, you are looking ahead to next year. I mean, you are seeing this as an annual event. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Excellent. No doubt about that. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, sounds great. Okay, Lee, well, we'll let you get out of here on that then. Uh, okay, so that's June 1 in Ottawa, the first annual, let's hope, CanadaFootballChat.com prospect game, followed by the, ex- followed by the CFL exhibition game after that. And uh, we wish you luck, Lee, and we wish all your players luck.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, guys. It's been a pleasure, and, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone's enjoying it
1: thanks thanks very much have a great one week thanks Getting us excited for the CFL regular season. I mean, we are talking bonafide football already. Only three more weeks.
2: Yeah, and actually, aren't we even a little bit closer? Now that I think about it, Sunday, May 26th, and we're at uh, oh, wow. okay. May 8th. Well, that's the first preseason game. Right? That's the okay. first preseason yeah. game.
1: That's close enough. Yeah, that's that's close enough to reality. <laughs> uh, it's It's... Almost unfortunate that you don't follow NBA basketball, because right around that time, the Bucks will be getting into the championship. Your hometown Milwaukee Bucks, who you shamefully do not follow, Joe.
2: I caught crap for <laughs> the first time ever this past weekend for not following the Bucks.
1: <laughs> ah, that's uh, the bandwagon must be getting full out your way, Joe. I mean, you gotta. I mean, if they're in the championship, you have to watch at least a couple of games. Do you I? have to? Oh yeah, come on! It's your duty. It's your duty as a Wisconsinite. When are they going to be in the finals again, man? You don't know. So, in any case, that's just my thing because I've just been getting so into the NBA lately. I've, I've, it's been exciting. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, this is what happens when I have no CFL. I got to fill that void, man.
2: I know, right? What the <laughs> CFL needs to get here and like. I- <laughs> now,
1: I have, I have no CFL, and I have no Lakers. So, in anticipation of the preseason, let's sign off the Ruse White and Blue. I guess we have to do this next week, huh, Joe?
2: We might have to.
1: Yeah, I guess we have to get back on the weekly schedule. Well, that's exciting. All right, then. Join us next week here on the Ruse White and Blue. We'll be back. That's me, Oz Davis, and my co-host, Joe Pritchard. Uh, until next week, this has been the Ruse White and Blue. Have a great week and uh, count them down until the season starts.
0: Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.